Welcome back to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We got a great one for you today. We got a few collisions of greatness today, November 4th on the calendar. To start off, we've got the greatest return man of all time, Devin Hester, turns 38 years old today. He has an NFL record for the most non-offensive touchdowns scored, 20 of them. He passed Deion Sanders, who had 19. And today, November 4th, 2007, the young and sensational Adrian Peterson sets an NFL record that still stands to this day in his eighth career start in his rookie season. He rushed for 296 yards, three touchdowns as well. This was already his second 200-yard, three-touchdown game of his rookie season. Unreal stuff. Adrian Peterson for the Minnesota Vikings. Back then, you know, he, he broke into the league, instant sensation, and basically for the last 13 years, he's been, at least for the first, you know, eight years of his career, best running back in the league. Um, just amazing yards per carry and the touchdowns he's scored. Oh, he scored over 100 touchdowns already, and he's already in the top five of yards career yards gained and just uh, an MVP of the league and Adrian Peterson. He never, you know, he never made it deep to a, a Super Bowl, but just an unreal, unreal running back set a lot of records and none of them possibly greater than the single season rushing record 296 yards um but i want to talk about the first 200 yard game he had which was three weeks earlier week five of the season he ran for 200 yards and three touchdowns um, this took place on October 14th, 2007. Crazy game between a division game in the NFC North between the Vikings and the Bears. And I kid you not, I'm just going to read you the box score and you'll see how ridiculous this was. A clash between rookie phenom Adrian Peterson and already established as one of the best return men in NFL history at this point, Devin Hester. And let's go. First quarter, 1 minute 56 seconds left. Devin Hester, 89-yard punt return touchdown. With the extra point, Bears go up 7-0. Time expired in the first quarter. Vikings' Troy Williamson, 60-yard touchdown pass from Tavares Jackson. 7-7. Go now to the second quarter. Bears again, Bernard Berrien, a 39-yard touchdown pass from Brian Greasy. With the extra point, that's 14-7 Bears at this point. The Bears have a touchdown lead. 2-19 left in the half, right before the two-minute warning. Adrian Peterson, 67-yard touchdown run to tie the game up. Going into the half, we've got 14-14 Bears-Vikings. And moving on to the third quarter. 231 left in the third. Adrian Peterson, 73-yard touchdown run. So if you're keeping score, it's Adrian Peterson, 265-plus-yard touchdown runs. Devin Hester, an 89-yard punt return touchdown. Three touchdowns between the two of them already. We've got a 21-14 game, Vikings. Let's go to the fourth quarter. 11:31 left. Vikings kick a field goal. 
go up 10 points. The Bears will then get three points back on a Robbie Gold field goal from 32 yards out, 24-7. We're back to a one-score game. 4-10 left in the game. Adrian Peterson, 35-yard touchdown run. Another huge play. Put his team up by two scores late, and that would be his third of the game, going putting him over 200 yards. Bears get the ball back, 236 remaining in the game. Moosin Muhammad, 33-yard touchdown pass from Brian Greasy. Moosin Muhammad was a longtime Carolina Panther, finished off his career in Chicago. He, he catches the long touchdown pass to make it a one-score game. And with 1 minute 38 seconds left, Devin Hester catches an 81-yard touchdown pass from Brian Greasy as a wide receiver. His second touchdown of the game, tie game, Bears-Vikings. And what happens next? Time expiring on the clock in the fourth quarter. Ryan Longwell kicks a 55-yard field goal for the Vikings to win it, 34-41. to All of this just from a box score. Unreal stuff. Two touchdowns for Devin Hester, an 89-yard punt return TD, an 81-yard reception for a touchdown to tie the game with under two minutes, and Adrian Peterson, three touchdowns running, 200-plus yards, game-winning field goal for the Vikings. That's, that's, that's honestly, just I'm speechless. I've, I've looked this over like 10 times. Um, my blood is pumping. I feel like I just watched a playoff game. Um, Unreal division game. Back in 2007, I was 15. This was my real heyday of when I was like really becoming a gung-ho football fan. This is the season after after the Steelers won the Super Bowl. Well... The the most recent Super Bowl before this was the Colts beating the Bears with Devin Hester's famous uh, kickoff return to open the game, but this was a year and up and a bit after the Steelers had won, which really got me and my whole family sucked into Pittsburgh Steelers nation. But I think this game really encapsulated um, the two careers. Uh, Adrian Peterson just always ready to burn you for a long run if you don't bottle him up hit him behind the line um and Devin Hester just returning returning touchdowns making the long plays using his speed his hands and his and his football mind to just make moves and yeah so this was the fifth game of Adrian Peterson's career so what a what an exciting start to his career. He went on to get rookie of the year, no doubt. Um, let's go talk about some of the November 4th birthdays, and uh, we have one significant death happen on this day. Um, happy birthday, Dick Grote, Richard Morrow Grote, 90 years old today. He hails from Pittsburgh. He was actually a professional basketball player and a professional Major League Baseball player. One of only 13 ever to be a pro basketball and baseball player. He only played one season in basketball. Then he got drafted to the Army, and when he came back, he played for the Pirates and a couple other teams um, for a 14-year MLB career. On the Pirates, he and Bill Mazeroski were the second-base shortstop connection, and they were known for turning many, many double plays. 
Um, during his time in the MLB, he managed to lead the league in batting, and he won an NL MVP. He picked up two World Series rings, one with Pittsburgh and one with the Cardinals, who he went to after. Um, following his professional playing career, he spent a few decades as a color commentator for the Pitt men's basketball, uh, college basketball uh, team. And he no longer does that, but happy birthday, Dick Grote. Happy birthday, Vince Wilfork, 39 years old. Um, about him, I'll just say my favorite thing about him was the butt fumble. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch it. You're welcome. 32 years old today, Des Bryant recently signed with the Baltimore Ravens after being out of the league for a couple of years. We'll see how that plays out. And by the time we're listening to this live, we will certainly know how the Ravens season and Des Bryant's season have been going. And of note, Denton True Young, Cy Young, passes away 88. He would uh, he, he died at 88 years old. He dies in 1955. Cy Young, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Enough said. Notable things that happened also on November 4th, 1973. Stan Makita of the Chicago Blackhawks scores his 1,000th career point. In 2001, Luis Gonzalez hits the walk-off base hit up the middle with the bases loaded to win the World Series for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mariano Rivera blows the save his only ever blown save in the World Series play, and he had been in many World Series. So, for only ever blown save, Luis Gonzalez, this coming in a year where Gonzalez hit 57 home runs, a career high, and he won the home run derby. I'd say he had a good year for himself. <laughs> um, November 4th, in 2007 as well, the... Longest play in NFL history, Antonio Cromartie fields a missed field goal in the back of the end zone, returns it 109 yards all the way the other way for a touchdown for the San Diego Chargers. And last but not least, in 2009, Yankees beat the Philadelphia Phillies in six games. Hideki Matsui, um, World Series MVP. That will be the fifth World Series that the core four of the Yankees, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, and Jorge Posada would all win together. Also crazy is that the Yankees have not won a World Series since then. That's, you know, 11 years and counting now. That's the second longest stretch the Yankees have ever gone without winning a World Series. They once won 18 years. So the Yankees currently have a great team, keep having some nice playoff pushes, can't get over the hump but they still have a nice core of power hitters, some young kids coming up, and a decent pitching crew, and they should be relevant for, for many years to come, as the Yankees historically always have been. Um, this brings me to the second collision of greatness that happened on this day, November 4th, 2007 specifically, the same day of the Vikings-Bears game from beforehand. Um, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning, maybe the greatest matchup that they ever had, and they had several. Uh, Patriots 24, Colts 20. This is this was a matchup where the Colts Patriots came in week nine, uh, week 10. Patriots were eight and oh, and the actually, no, week nine. Patriots were eight and oh, Colts were seven and oh, they had already had, had their bye week, 
and um, this game would not disappoint. The Patriots would win it, like I said, 24-20, and go on to go undefeated all the way until Peyton Manning's little brother, Eli, would hand the Patriots their only loss of the season, coming in the most important game of the season, the Super Bowl, which Eli Manning, for the first time, would take down Tom Brady in the ultimate game. But in this game, in Week 9, um, the Patriots were would beat Peyton Manning and the Colts. And let me just run you through some of these historic rosters and a little bit about what happened in the game. Let's start with the Patriots. Tom Brady that season was throwing the ball to Randy Moss, Hall of Fame wide receiver. He broke the record for most touchdowns caught in a year, and Brady had the most touchdowns thrown in one year. Uh, that connection was unreal. This game in particular, Randy Moss had nine catches for 145 yards and a touchdown. Um, he was throwing the ball to Wes Welker, who would go on to catch many touchdowns in Denver with Peyton Manning. But this was still back when Welker was receiving the ball from Tom Brady. Lawrence Maroney had a great year for the Patriots as the lead runner in their backfield. They had Teddy Bruschi, legendary defenseman, and they had Rodney Harrison. He would pick off Peyton Manning that game. Um, just bringing me back to such unreal names back from when I, you know, my teenage years. That is some. That is some team right there. Um, and it's funny because Tom Brady, you know, or he won three Super Bowls super early. Then had about six, seven years, I think, in between when he when he beat the Eagles to when he would um, actually maybe it was even 10 years because the, the Giants beat him twice. He wouldn't win again until he beat Seattle. Um, and now... Since then, he won three super, three more Super Bowls. So he kind of had like a whole career there, and then a whole career later. Now he's with Tampa, and he's almost like you know he has a multi-year contract there, and he, they're they're winning games now in Tampa. And it's like Tom Brady's already on like his third Hall of Fame career. It's unreal stuff. Tom Brady, I hate the guy, but I you know best best player in in football history. Hands down. But let's switch gears, talk about the Colts. Peyton Manning. Um, obviously, Peyton Manning. It starts and ends with Peyton Manning. But uh, in the backfield was Joseph Adai. He had a few amazing years and kind of tailed off and, and then disappeared from the league. But in this game in particular, he, t he ran the ball 26 times, 112 yards, and... He caught five balls for 114 yards, including catching a long touchdown um, off a short dump off from Peyton Manning. Um, they had the Harrison, the Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne connection as a one-two receivers, which Manning had for many, many years. Uh, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison have the most touchdowns between one quarterback and one wide receiver in history. Playoffs included, I believe it's 114. And Dallas Clark at the tight end, he was a beast. Um, first play of the game, first drop back by Tom Brady. Robert Mathis sacked him. Great player on defensive side of the ball for the Colts. They had Dwight Freeney, a legend. Bob Sanders as well, hard-hitting player. 
and the newly acquired Adam Vinatieri in his second year with the Colts. He at this point he already had won um, four Super Bowls, three with the Patriots, and now one with the Colts. And we've talked about him in a previous episode last season. I believe he's the greatest kicker of all time. Um, But let's fast forward just to the fourth quarter. Um, The Colts have a a 13-10 lead, fourth quarter. Patriots have the ball. Tom Brady makes a pass, kind of ill-advised, and Gary Brackett makes a diving one-handed interception to give the Colts the ball late in the game. They would go on a long scoring drive where Peyton Manning would have a one-yard QB sneak and punch home the touchdown to make it a 20 to 10 game late. However, give Tom Brady the ball in the fourth quarter, TB 12 Brady time and down by two scores nonetheless. And it's probably not going to end well. And in this case, the Patriots march down, score two touchdowns, win it in Indianapolis. Wouldn't lose another game that season. Like I said, until the Super Bowl. Um, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning is definitely the greatest quarterback matchup of all time, in my opinion. Just it gave us so many memories, so many close games, so many high scoring games, so many super critical playoff matchups between the two, both of them having the upper hand at different times. Um, that reminds me actually the one time uh, I was flying back from Israel after a trip to Israel. Um, Fun fact about myself, that's actually the trip that I met my wife. Um, I had a stopover in the Boston airport, and it literally, to the to the minute, matched up with the Patriots-Broncos AFC Championship game of 2014, where the Broncos put a smackdown on the Patriots to advance to the Super Bowl, which ultimately the Seahawks put a smackdown on them. But I was in the Boston airport, I sat down at a bar and was having a couple beers with just some of the locals and was able to watch the whole game from start to finish. I think I was I was in the airport for five hours. And man, what a depressing airport. Patriots get knocked out. Um, but those guys were just gave me some of the best football memories growing up. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and it's just and it's crazy that Tom Brady's still around doing it. Peyton's been gone, he's almost he's he might already be in the Hall of Fame. I, I'm not sure, but Peyton might already be in the Hall of Fame. He's been he's been retired for a while now. And Tom Brady, like I said, it's almost like he's on his third Hall of Fame career with with the Tampa with Tampa Bay. He just keeps doing what he does. No one else has ever done it like him. And maybe one day, you know, we'll we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes as being the best. But right now, uncontestedly, is Tom Brady. Even though it sickens me as a Pittsburgh fan, he's tortured us forever. And in next episode, actually, I'm going to talk more about the Steelers versus Tom Brady matchup and what that's meant to us. But anyways, that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening, as always. It's been great. I'm so happy to be back doing another season of this. Um, if you want to follow this show, I've got a Facebook page facebook.com slash IET podcast as well. You can follow me on Instagram at IET podcast. Uh, Appreciate it so much and see you next week.